Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original language as a guide. Today we are in 1 Samuel chapter 31, reading from the New King James Version Bible. Now remember, if you're new to the podcast, I always suggest please go back to the beginning. What story makes sense when you start in the middle? Usually not many. So it's best to begin at the very beginning because I am under the assumption you have listened to previous podcasts and therefore know to what I'm referring to. So, sorry, two prepositions there. I meant you know to which I am referring. So if you don't, if you're new to it, I mean, if if this is your first episode, great please still pull up a chair. Let's open our hearts and let the Father reveal wonders of his word to us. But then I also suggest go back to the beginning. Now, you may also find free Bibles online. So you can go to Blue Letter Bible or Bible Hub. You can download their apps and you always have the Bible right on your phone, which I love personally. Okay, so anyway, I do pray that Father God open our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth and his truth alone, and fill us with much wisdom and understanding from his word. And let's begin. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Geboa. So Yahweh is forsaking Israel and um, letting the Philistines win. And remember, the Philistines are like the modern-day Palestinians. They're in the same region. Those are the same descendants. Then the Philistines, oh, I'm sure, I should say the Palestinians are, are these Philistines. Then the Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons. And the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Melchishua, Saul's sons. The battle became fierce against Saul. The archers hit him, and he was severely wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. Now, even though uncircumcision, I mean, it's a physical thing. Remember, go back and listen to Galatians, the study I I did a out-of-order little podcast. But it's also talking about the non-Israelites. They're the the uncircumcised spiritually also. So it's like the, the Gentiles, the pagans. And Saul didn't want to die by the uncircumcised hands. But his armor bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore, Saul took a sword and fell on it. Now remember, right here we see that it's saying Saul killed himself. There's something coming that we need to keep that in mind. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died with him. Now let's stop. Do we really feel that Yahweh Elohim thinks it's okay to end our life and commit suicide? No. But remember, as we have been seeing, Saul rejected Yahweh, therefore Yahweh rejected him. Saul was very inclined to follow his own heart, his own ways, and be very prideful and do things how he thought was best to be done, which is why he got rejected from being the king. So here, with Saul taking his own life, this is not advocating that he did this. This is not saying, oh, take your own life when you're in pain if you don't want to live anymore or die in the way that you look like you're going to be dying. No, this is not saying this is okay. This is a historical record of what happened. Saul took the sword and fell on it. It does not say that this is okay. It does not say that Yahweh wanted him to kill himself. Now, he was most likely going to die, 
from his wounds. I also want to point out, remember Jonathan loved David. They were knit together at the soul. But Jonathan died. And the Father has always showed me with this. Be careful to whom you align. If you choose your family over King Yeshua, David, you may go down with them in their time of judgment. You must always choose Yahweh and David. If Jonathan had left his father because he knew his father was sinning, oh my goodness, for those of you who look at prophetic signs, as I was saying that, the rain just started pouring heavier and the rain is, you know, Yahweh's blessing on the earth, his Holy Spirit. So, yeah, perfect little time there. Back to the story. Um, if Jonathan had rejected the false, even though Saul was anointed, men were supposed to follow David because David was the new anointed, the one who Yahweh chose after he rejected Saul. But if, because Jonathan's, if Jonathan, I'm sorry. So if Jonathan had rejected his father and gone with David and been a loyal servant to David, he would have been alive. But because Jonathan, for the sake of, quote, blood family, quote, stayed with his father versus going with David, who is a prophetic picture of Yeshua here, he ended up dying in the battle. And spiritually, if you continue to stay with the people who reject Yahweh, who hate Yahweh, even if they claim to be believers. So they claim to keep the sun. They claim to believe in Yeshua, but they, they do everything of the Antichrist, right? They keep the Sunday Sabbath, they do Easter, they do Christmas, they do pagan things. If you continue for the sake of blood lineage to stay loyal to them and fight with them, even though they are against Yeshua, David, and remember in Hebrew, Yeshua is called Messiah ben David and Messiah ben Yosef. There's two versions of our Messiah. He comes as the suffering servant ben Yosef, son of Joseph. And ben David, he comes as the reigning king eventually. But if you choose your family who rejects Yahweh over Yahweh himself, you may end up dead spiritually in the battle or physically. You must like Yeshua says, he who does not hate his mother, father, son, daughter, whatever, is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. And like Yeshua says to those when they say his mother and brother are outside, he says, who are my mother and brother? Those who do the will of God. Your God family becomes your family. And you continue to pray for and help your blood lineage. But your God family are those who serve Yahweh. Okay, verse 5. And when, okay, verse 6. So Saul his three sons, his armor-bearer, and all his men died together that same day. And, when, and remember, it talks about this was for his unfaithfulness. And when the men of Israel who were on the other side of the valley and those who were on the other side of the Jordan saw that the men of Israel had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook the cities and fled. And the Philistines came and dwelt in them. So great panic erupted, that fear erupted, since their leader, who was being wicked, but he was still their leader. Since he was defeated and his sons were defeated, they panicked. They fled. They left those cities of Israel and the Philistines, the Philistine came in and dwelt in them. So it happened the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Geboa. And they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent word throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim it in the temple of their idols and among the people. 
Of course, they were giving glory to their false god, Dagon. Then they put his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreth. That word there is Easter. So, of course, I guess I should clarify. They were putting in the temple of the Easters and all their pagan gods, not just Dagon, but Dagon was one of the gods they served. So they took his armor, put it in the temple of the Ashtoreths to give Easter. Easter, this is the English word Easter. Asherah is the Hebrew word, the Middle Eastern pronunciation of this word. They put his armor in there, claiming basically Easter had won. And they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. So that is um, in their in their false temples. I'm sorry, in their pagan places of worship of their false gods. Now, when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and traveled all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan, and they came to Jabesh and burned them there. So they they um went and saved his body from being ridiculed and demeaned in a pagan god's place of worship. Then they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. So they still mourned for the loss of a man, even though he was wicked. He was anointed. And there are many people around who I personally have mourned for when they died, even though I knew they rejected Yahweh. Now remember, Saul called to Yahweh, he prayed to Yahweh, he said, Yahweh, thank you for delivering my enemy into my hand, falsely accusing David right there of being his enemy. Saul believed in God. He did not follow Yahweh though. So it is easy for all of us to go astray. Remember that. Saul was anointed, the Holy Spirit was within him. It fell upon him mightily and all of Israel saw But because he disobeyed Yahweh, the spirit left and a a, a troubling spirit came. And he thought he followed Yahweh. He thought Yahweh heard his cries when he prayed to Yahweh against David. And he had a huge following, all of Israel, and David only had a few hundred men. The outcasts, the vagabonds were with David, not the, not the, not the religious people, not the high people, not the, not the um, people with clout. So remember that when you follow Yeshua, David, when you follow our Messiah, you will be the small in number. You will be the, the, the minuscule, the little. All will think that you are false because the others who are persecuting us claim to believe in the same God. But you must know your God. And you must know his ways. And you must know that he would never have us. Like Saul pursuing David, trying to cut him down. And there are many right now coming upon us Torah believers. For the last 20 some years it's been intense. But it's getting more intense. And the Christians are getting more vicious. And I do say they claim to, they function very much in the spirit of Saul. They claim to follow God, but they reject his commandments. They reject his ways. And they call us wicked. They say we are trying to kill them. They say we are coming against them. They say we are coming against Messiah, but we are not. So you stay strong. Remember that battle is fierce and David strengthened himself in Yahweh. Do not lose heart. Do not lose focus. And do not be tempted to change paths. Do not, you have to be so steady and so sure in your path of following Yeshua David, 
that you are not, um, you don't waver. You're not tempted to sway back to the pagan ways. Much love to you. May I keep you and bless you and strengthen you. And one more note. I'm sorry, going back to where I was. When those fall, when people are trapped in sin, do not rejoice. We mourn. We mourn. Because our hearts are broken when any child of God's does not go his way. The kingdom isn't about us. We are not to build our own kingdoms, our own named groups, our own systems. We are to be helping God get his children. We are to turn the hearts of the children to the Father. It's about him, not us. So may we mourn when a soul is lost and going the wrong way. And may we rejoice for the, the may we rejoice that we are accounted worthy to be persecuted. And may we rejoice when the lost are saved and found. Okay, you all have a super blessed Sabbath. We are being so blessed right now with so much rain. It's so amazing. I'll praise Yahweh Elohim. Love you all.